Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BCS Community Connections podcast. And today on the podcast, I have probably the single busiest man in the veterinary world right now in College <laughs> Station. I've got uh, Dr. Ryan Lee. And Dr. Ryan Lee is the owner and head veterinary here at South 40 Veterinary Clinic, uh, right here off of Welsh. And what will be, I guess, uh, it's Midtown Drive right now, but will be much bigger somewhere down the road here. I guess we'll kind of touch on that a little bit. But uh, so Dr. Ryan Lee and I actually met each other. Uh, we worked out, uh, him and his wife, uh, we worked out at Orange Theory together. And we kind of talked about, I was in the process of, of setting everything up for podcasts and getting going and then realized uh, that Ryan and his wife, Christina, were in the process of building this corner piece. I'd seen it going up over here. Uh, I think everybody was kind of curious the same thing when they started seeing the building going up and kind of wondering what was going to go in over here off of Fitch. And so we kind of looked at it and, and, uh, as we got to talking, he kind of realized where I was from and where he was from, we were trying to get together. And so this is long time in the making to sit down here and, and I've been blessed with him to take a little bit of time out. This will probably be my shortest podcast I've had because he's obviously got work and I don't pay the bills for him. So he's, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to try and cram as much as we can here into this podcast so that we can get everybody information about South 40 so that they are uh, familiar with what it is that you do. But what I'd like to start with is I'd like to start with your background. Tell us where you grew up and uh, kind of what led you into the transition of bringing you to college station. Uh, and your story is a little bit different, probably looks a little different than most veterinaries yeah, that, uh, yeah. that get in. Cause you always kind of hear that vets, start out with, Oh, I've always wanted to do this. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. not, that wasn't really your story. So your back, your backstory is a little interesting. So if you would talk a little bit about where you grew up and, uh, and what brought you here to college station. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm one of those that uh, I think Bobby bones has a, has a book on it, uh, the culmination of failures. And that's kind of where you <laughs> get, uh, I, uh, but I, um, no, I, I think, um, first of all, thank you. I, I've listened to some of your podcasts and some of the celebrities that you've had. Oh, I, it's, uh, I'm, I feel, I'm flattered. I'm a blessed man. Let me tell you, these guys, <laughs> these guys part. do me an honor to be on the show. Let me oh, tell you. Man. Well, I tell you, it's a small town, you know, we live in a big town, but it's a, it's certainly a small town. And Absolutely. so, so as far as, um, uh, you had asked where, where, um, yeah, where you grew up, where, where, grew where up. you were born. Yeah. So, so I uh, I was born in Houston, okay. um, and I think my mom said I was 18 months old, and we moved from um, League City to Corsicana. Okay. Uh, my dad was a baseball player. He, you know, class of 65, he pitched uh, from Dickinson, Texas, against a little guy from class of 65 that was from Alvin um, that, <laughs> uh, that he said uh, looked like an aspirin when it came across the plate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so pretty sure so I know who you're talking about. Pony here. leagues with <laughs> Nolan Ryan, and yeah. big baseball family. Dad, um, dad went to college and and uh, uh, spent some time. He pitched at Navarro Junior College and oh. and uh, was a lefty. And and anyway, that that he remembered, you know what he uh, she said and what what uh, what what he thought was a good good place and a good place to raise a family. And they they uh, they brought us back there and and uh, grew up there and in in and around that town, uh, a good community. Oh, that community a lot for for saving me um really i mean i i'm i uh i did like you know i think like most boys i kind of took the long route <laughs> <laughs> 
I watch my daughter and she's so focused and, and, and so determined and, and hardly doesn't ever get in trouble ever. And I'm going, you know, I just need you to not study for that test. That's right. Cause I'm worried that you won't be able to handle failure when you're an adult versus me. Yeah. <laughs> that was my let me Let me count the ways for you. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. But I'll tell those stories when you're 18. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. Um, some of them aren't legal still. And yeah, you've got that uh, statute of limitations probably still. <laughs> That's too. it. That's it. So, so my, so my mom, my dad uh, divorced when I was uh, three, and and mom raised four of us. Uh, I'm the youngest of four, um, all by herself. Uh, um, uh, she's a she was a nurse. She was a nurse for for forty years, and and uh, just finally recently retired. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness. Um, but uh, um, she uh, she raised us, and and. Um, uh, so, um, you know, the rest of the story is she married a guy named Jim, you know, my, her, her, uh, who was a cowboy and, and, uh, I was probably, when they started dating, I was probably seven or eight years old. Uh, and, uh, he took care of a big ranch in Italy, Texas. And, mm. and so I got this experience with cattle and being on a horse and, and kind of just fell in love with ag and, and, you know, raising hay and, you know, cutting up, you know, uh, man, my brother, I remember we'd spend a day in the hay field and they had this big old tank that, that, uh, had vines and there was like a 30 foot waterfall on it. And we'd go out there at the end of the day and we'd swing all these vines, drop into this pond. And anyway, it's just a, you know, a big, that was the probably experience of my upbringing that really connected me with the profession I'm in today. And, yeah. and I, I spent, you know, years thinking I was just going to be a cowboy. That's it. You know, and, and I tell you with that, you know, that life and those, those people and, and pushing cattle and being on a horse, there's just something magical about the saddle. And I still hold that today. And, and, um, but, you know, I quickly learned that, uh, the, the wages weren't what, you know, <laughs> yeah, what, you need to own the ranch. <laughs> you need to, yeah. You know, I, but you know, back then 150 bucks a day and it didn't matter if I worked three hours or if I worked 10. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got, you yeah. know, and it was, that was big money, you know? And, and, uh, and so I, uh, you know, always had that in the back of my mind. And then, you know, back when, uh, I guess in high school, we moved back into town. Uh, so, so that, you know, became a lesser part and I, quickly met some veterinarians who actually that's funny their their dad was the butcher in italy texas wow 1900s we're talking these guys graduated from vet school in the 50s yeah and, and what so, are the chances that they tie back to the town that you're in especially you know because most people on the podcast listener are probably like i gotta look this up where is this even at on the map yeah italy you know yeah, yeah the gladiators yeah. but um anyway so um so that was uh James D. and Ray Carroll, Carolyn Harper Veterinary Clinic, of course, Canada. They, so two of them graduated in, in early 50s. Dr. Harper was the oldest. Uh, Dr. J.D. was actually a French POW and then went back and finished wow. um, vet school. But yeah. and then the other colorful part was Dr. Carroll, Ray Carroll. He was, he's, um, I was probably closest to him, even though I did my first lameness exam with J.D. <laughs> um, uh, Ray did more cattle. Only and and uh, he actually played football during the war. <laughs> That's goodness. his story. Big <laughs> football player. But anyway, so so um um that uh, that you know um, those people were just pillars yeah. to the community. I mean they I I remember when I was 
I decided when I was a junior that I, I in, in high school, we lived in the city. We didn't have land at that point. Mom had, and Jim had, had split up, and, and we, um, uh, I, I wanted to raise a show pig. Mom, mom's a city girl. I mean, she's born in San Francisco, you know, just, just a city girl. And, yeah. and so uh, you want a pig? You know, what do you want? To, well, I want to raise one for FFA. And so I remember going down to Corsicana National Bank, and asking for a loan. Mom couldn't give me the money to do it. Yeah. And this guy, I don't know how it happened, but I got $300 to raise a pig. I, 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 in, in Houston, Texas. In, yeah, yeah, right. No, of course it can, yeah, for sure. Yeah, not, yeah, I think in Houston they'd have punched no. me out. Yeah, you, know? you, you would have definitely been classified uh, in a different location Yeah, that's in right, that's right. So, anyway, so... I, I, um, a guy, an anesthetist that she worked with, um, um, you know, gave us, gave us a piece of property and we, I raised show pig and paid it back at the end of the, after the sale. And, and, you know, and that was kind of the first, you know, my own ag experience, you know, and then I never, I remember those vets, you know, when we castrated and when we did, when we did those things that are required to have participate and and what was back then called Future Farmers of America, uh, yeah. and now it's just FFA. It's a right. great leadership organization, yeah. you know. And and those experience of mo- managing money, and then and then going out there every morning, whether it's sleet and snow, whatever. Yeah, you got to feed, feed them. them. You yeah. got to shovel. You got to do everything. That's else. it. Yeah. You know, taking care of that animal and getting to the end. You know, that was a, a great experience. They didn't charge me a thing, Doctor Ray JD. I never charged me a dime, and I. I didn't realize, but they did that for everyone, and yeah. that, you know, and it, and it, and and that these are the, what I'm describing are the experiences that kind of molded the way I am in my practice. Sure, um, I mean this, I don't do this for free, but <laughs> I try to go help local ag kids with the BCYLA, and I've been on the board of the BCYLA, and and uh, and you know that that experience I think is so important, and and to have the the uh, somebody there to help with guidance and treatment and whatnot for those animals is, I think, you know, a big, a big deal. And, and, you know, just the, the nest, the nurse anesthetist that gave up his property to help, you know, this well, kid. And I mean, it was the ramp, officer. it was the ramp for you. I mean, that ramp that kind of led you down this road. But what's interesting is, is you didn't go, you didn't go from there and go, okay, I'm going to go to A&M and I'm going to go be a, a vet. That wasn't how that started, right? You ended, no. you ended up. <laughs> it's, There's a lot more bumps. Yeah. So you go to A&M, correct? I went to Blinn first. Okay. So you you, I, you hopped across. I, I'll tell you the different, the true difference for me in getting from cowboy to more of a, of a you know, not that cowboy's not you know, serious. But yeah. when I would work cattle for people, it was fun. I mean, yeah. that's, it was fun. And then I'd go, I'd have fun outside of there. I had plenty of money to do what I wanted to do. And, yeah. you know, different time back then. But I met this gal, um, in, uh, in Dallas <laughs> at West end of all places. And, you know, fast forward now we've been married. Uh, I, I was we we got married in '97, so yeah. uh, we twenty not, not that I know, but it's 24 <laughs> years because I just celebrated my 25th anniversary with Deanna, and it was '96. Yeah. yeah. So so I'll so, save you there, just yeah. In case yeah. You well, know. I'll tell you, we we uh um you know it kind of it really changed the way I thought and and my focus and and she was going off to Texas Tech. She was a year ahead of me, and then 
And um, I, you know, Texas, I didn't know where that was. <laughs> um, I went out there a few times with a buddy of mine that was a, you know, local calf roper. He's famous now because his uh, nephew is uh, goes to the NFR every year. But anyway, we we um um the 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 short version is, is I ended up deciding I did want to go to college and I was going to do something more um, than uh, than just you know punch cows and and ride and whatnot. So cut you, up. you start at Blinn, you hop across to A and M, you finish with a degree in animal science. Okay. I started biomedical science. I, I I did really well at Blinn and and got in. Um, <laughs> it's funny I didn't know that you had to have thirty one hours to transfer. <laughs> so my first semester, twelve hours. Yeah. I had to take 19 my second semester <laughs> to have that wow. 31. Yeah, anyway, got into A&M, was fortunate. Um, and, and really, you know, I had a brother-in-law who was an Aggie. And, and then, you know, again, uh, just a lot of people in my life that were Aggies, that never had county Aggies Association. Dr. Ray and Dr. J.D. were Aggies. And, you know, they just, it, it was, you know, that, that, that culture I loved. Uh, midnight Yell, even when I was at Blinn, I was like, oh, this is the place for me. This is cool. Well, and it's almost an extension of where you came from, right? Like you're in this little group and, you know, then you move across to A&M and it's its own little group. It's, it's like it. once you're in, you're in, yeah. you know. And so you finish off, you get your degree, then you go, did you go from there to teaching? Uh, so, yeah. So, I well, um, I actually uh, did that uh, that victory lap, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was class Woo! in 98 and then graduated in 99. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, I had judged livestock for the university and done some things that, and, and I started a business um, with alfalfa. And I got married when I was 20 and uh and we lived out on the presnell place and started an alfalfa business and had you know a ton uh well i i, I a lot of uh, hay brought into to brazos county I and mean, <laughs> 150 truckloads of alfalfa that i dispersed while going to school and so that that, that encouraged my victory lap oh, yeah. and um and so I, my my scholastic performance was not uh, the caliber i needed to get into vet school <laughs> So I, I decided to um, to uh, to be continued. So I went and did a master's and um, did a master's um, and uh, and ended up graduating with a ag ed degree, mm-hmm. um, uh, master's there, and, and which got my teaching certificate. A student taught in Bastrop, and then and then was lucky to get hired at uh, you know I just I just love this school district. You know College Station ISD is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Steve Johnson was a superintendent back then, and. And Chrissy Hester, who's the best first boss, first real boss, right? You know, yeah. so working for yourself and then going to work in a school system with a real job, uh, as my wife calls it, even, <laughs> even though I felt like I was made, doing a lot of work with made the you thing. official. <laughs> yeah, so Chrissy, um, she she really did a lot to to help um, to help me. I got in there and I I, I was gung ho about ag, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I'll never forget the first time I. I taught a lesson, and I'd, I'd been doing student teaching on an assistantship um, in the animal science department at A&M, and, and I'd taught some labs and done PowerPoint and, um, uh, and under Dr. Rhett Ramsey's tutelage there. And, and I uh, um, uh, went and, and got into PowerPoints and all that. I remember the ag department at Consol didn't have a PowerPoint projector. <laughs> and when I told them what I wanted to spend money on in those PowerPoint projectors, they were like, what? Yeah. So I gave, I remember the first day I came in, we went through this great training. They put me through seven habits training as a teacher. Wow. 
it was phenomenal. That's I still pretty, that's pretty impressive. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Teresa Cott led that, and then anyway, there's a lot of a lot of people that were instrumental in that. And um, uh, but uh, I uh, I remember the first day I taught this lecture, this animal science, and it was. Um, uh, Chrissy came down and she asked me, she said, so, so how did it go? And I said, it went great. <laughs> and she said, did your students learn anything? <laughs> and I went, oh. Is that what's supposed to happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. I showed a lot of pictures. It went great. They were interacting, but I didn't assess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and she had this way of you know, but that was my teachable moment, and yeah. and so yeah, so you know, fast forward, I, I taught a there's a guy who actually does the Texas A&M emergency team now. He kind of had a a career, you know, a, a a story, a road like mine. His name's Wesley Bissett, and I mm-hmm. taught his his um his uh, daughter. It's funny how everybody's connected. So oh, yeah, so Bissett is married to Wallace Phillips' wife, Tammy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so anyway, it's anyway, so I got uh, and I taught the the Phillips boys and uh, all these families and and anyway and and so this guy comes up and he, and uh, it's a meet the teacher night. Yeah. And Dr. Bissett comes up. He was teaching at A&M at the vet school. And he says, "Whitney's been telling me about um you know, your class and she loves it. And did you ever think about going to vet school? And I said, yeah, I actually <laughs> applied before. And, and, uh, he said, well, I think you ought to apply again. And anyway, wow, I did. So, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's really the story, you know, about where I came from is about the people oh, yeah. around me. You know, yeah. The people who were like pushed, I mean, just help mold you yeah. and, and didn't have to. Yeah. You don't run into these people. You're, we're potentially not even sitting here having this discussion today. Exactly. Not crazy. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. But so it's funny. I, it's, it's really, I'm blessed. God how, has really blessed me. How old were you when you went back to vet school? I was the old man, <laughs> not the oldest, but, but definitely the old man. I may have been, the, no, I wasn't the oldest in my class, but, um, so I was 28. Huh? Yeah, almost, I mean, almost 28. You know, in, in college standards, you know, for kids, I mean, you know, that's yeah. old. It's not ancient, you know. It's when you're in your 40s and 50s and you're going back or whatever. Yeah. But what would that, would that look like, that transition going back after you'd been out? Well, with a, a kid that was, you know, um, <laughs> that was still in diapers and, and you know, uh, <laughs> I think my, you know, again, goes back to my wife. I, it, uh, you know, what a... <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, I'm I'm going from gainfully employed to back to being a student again. Yeah. Deja vu. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. And so, um, it was. It, I mean, it was really cool, you know. As an adult, I mean, so I always tell my daughter, you know, and and I'm sorry for those that are listening. If I'm sure they're all <laughs> our age or, or some 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 younger, but I'm going to offend them because <laughs> boys are stupid till they're thirty. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. I can probably I can probably vouch for that. So I, you know, going back and, you know, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, it was, I mean, now all of a sudden I went from all these ridiculous classes that just kind of weed you out to exactly what I wanted, you know, anatomy and physiology. And I still, you know, remember some of the science experiments I did in high school. You know, I was this kid on the work program who got out at 11 o'clock, but I was taking Kim too. (laughs) (laughs) but i just remember you know and so so it wasn't like an experiment it was like 
finding out why those experiments yeah. work. True application. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's truly a kid in a candy store. I I, I tell people that you know it was a uh, it was a neat experience, and then you know relearning how to study, you know, because even though I took the hard courses and whatnot, I, I, you know, when you go into veterinary school and you're taking, you know, 26, 30 hours of science, it's a different ball game. Oh, yeah. And, and so, so learning how to do that. And then, you know, I just, I, I just, again, it's the people around me, I just, the wife and coming home and playing with the kid. And I never thought I would do that. Yeah. Um, but, um, it was different, you know, um, it was cool because, you know, they, um, uh, you know, I get uh, being around all these people who are just way smarter than I was. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was neat. I mean, well, really and there's, you know, listen, there's something to be said about a spouse on the back end. You're trying to go back to school and you've got a baby. You know, I, I, uh. I tell people all the time, I think even in my last podcast, I told the person that I literally did three hours and not three credit hours, literally three hours of the first day of college. And I was like, this is not for me. And I walked away, but I tried to go back and I tried to go back well, well into my career as a retail store manager. Uh, and I did one semester and I'm like, gosh, all I'm doing is writing papers like, you know, (laughs) and then it's, it's trying to balance that my wife is pregnant and i think just at that time as i was trying to wrap that semester uh, abigail came along and it was like man how do people do this i mean balancing balancing having a brand new baby trying to go to school you know that you know hey here's my off day and in retail my off day is pretty you know pretty minimal right you know i've got maybe one one solid day out of the week and, uh, and then knowing that that day is going to be spent writing papers and everything yeah. else. And then you're basically asking almost permission, you know, like, Hey babe, I've got to take care of these papers. You know, you got everything holler at me if you need something, you know, or I'm over here typing on a computer and I got a baby in the other arm trying to rest a <laughs> bottle there and type. And so it's something to be said, you know, about those spouses that, that then support you to get through all of that. Right. So you finish off, you come back out. Now you've, you're, you're ready to officially start your veterinary career. And that takes you, that doesn't take you here to college station. It takes you away, right? No, it was another, another, another bomb. So, <laughs> so I, you know, um, I, uh, I, yeah, so I, 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 um, decided that I was going to, I wanted to, you know, one of the things I learned about vet school is, you know, it's six species. I mean, come on. I mean, it's. It's difficult to be good at one thing, yeah. And and always was difficult for me to focus on one thing, you know. Um, uh, probably not of ever officially diagnosed, but it's after talking to me for a little bit, you figure out that I'm pretty ADD. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's a uh, to focus on one uh, on six species, and and you know, I I never wanted to be. Pigeonhole. Mediocre. I didn't I just yeah. didn't want to be, you know, not that I mean there's some great veterinarians out there that are man, they do it. And I, I'm just I just knew that I probably wouldn't be able to operate at that caliber. Right. Um, so I wanted to narrow my focus and I um you know, mom mom is such a big part of you know, where I am and what I do. I remember just from the time I was little, the old cliche, you know, do, do what you love and and you'll never work a day in your life. And she always used to tell us that because, you know, and I learned out as an adult that she, you know, she had a lot of impact. I mean, I had friends that would come up and tell me, Hey, your mom took care of me today. She was great. And people tell me that 
your mom can set an IV catheter better than anybody in this <laughs> hospital and all this stuff. But learning later that that wasn't her first passion. It was a necessity. And, yeah. You know, she always told me that, you know, do what you, I mean, I, I don't care what you do. I mean, if you want to, you know, um, um, do something that's not one of the, you know, I, I, if you want to, you know, hammer rocks all day and, and you get paid for it and that's what you love, then, you yeah. know, do as long do as that. it's I a mean, passion. Yeah. yeah. So, so with that in mind, I, I kind of, um, had a fortunate experience. I don't know. I, I just lucky, I guess my whole life I've been lucky. Um, uh, uh, I, my sophomore year in vet school, I got to go to something called OEPS, which is opportunities in equine practice. So the American association of equine practitioners threw a bunch of us knuckleheads in the <laughs> plane and flew us out to Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm going to tell you for a, a kid from a small town didn't get out much that, um, you know, land in this airport where there's statues with grooms with these famous horses that you derby, had heard about yeah. and the derby yeah. and all this and this pristine pastures in the fall of the year and going to these rehab facilities where these, you know, these horses that I, you, I mean, it, it was, it was an eye opener for me. And at that point I said, you know, I'm going to do horses I want to be good at horses and I want to be good at, at cattle. Well, there's this little board exam, big board exam <laughs> that you better be good at dogs. You better be good at cats. You better be good at these six species or you're not going to get to play yeah. with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so back to your, how did I get to Idaho? So I went, uh, entered this avenues program through the AAEP my senior year. And, and after much discussion with my wife and she was well established here, um, and, and climbing the, the corporate ladder um, with uh, with the company then, um, it was obvious this is where we were going to be. Yeah, Not a lot of cattle work uh, around this part, the yeah. kind that I wanted to do, so I better, I better get good at something. And, and as a 32-year-old man, you know, with, uh, I didn't want to be fresh out of vet school and not know anything, so yeah. the quickest way to that is to go this avenue's internship program. So I – you go through a match, and I had visited some practices, and I wanted mentorship and high quality medicine and and uh, and high volume. Sure. And I landed in Boise, Idaho. I'd never <laughs> been to the Northwest before. <laughs> yeah. So they they picked me and and uh, number one, and I picked them, and we matched. I guess is what they call it, but um, it's more of a selection process. But they, uh, the next bomb was, hey Christina, I'm going to be in Idaho. We have two kids now. Yeah. She has a full time job, <laughs> and I'm moving away for wow. for at least a year. <laughs> wow, it's like being in the military, man. You know, you're transitioning <laughs> out. Like I got to go get this. Well, and you knew you needed the experience. I mean, that was going to be the piece of it. This matched up to you. You were able to come back. When you came back, you were able. Did you work out of? Was it Madisonville in the Crockett area when you came I did. back? I worked. Dr. Craven um, hired me. Well, so Dan Posey's a one of those figures for Madisonville. Yeah, and uh, and and another instrumental guy. I was glad to be around. I knew, and he knew I was coming back, and he knew that Dr. Craven from Crockett had bought this clinic in Madisonville and needed a, a guy in there. And so it was mixed practice, and I enjoyed uh, mixed practice. So I took a job there, and 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 uh, before I moved back, and and. Um, and um and really really had a a great um practice there and that probably the basis really for 
what I do today. I still work for a lot of people in Madisonville and Madison yeah. County. A lot of great people in that, um, in this, you know, whole Brazos Valley. Yeah, and I pre-show we were talking about, you know, I, I was telling you, I spent seven years there running the Walmart there. I mean, there's, it's it's a small town, but it's a small town where everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody's business there, you know, but yeah, also true. at the same time frame, man, I mean, being locked in, being a referral, being a go-to there, I mean, it's its all about, again, in that same wheel well that we've been talking about, about who you know and who you run into, you know, who becomes intricate parts of your life to kind of guide you through that. So let's let's talk up here. Now we're going to, to South 40. South 40 is now something you've been thinking about. It's something that, you know, you know you want to start your own practice. Yeah. Uh, you're looking to branch kind of away from where you're at. And so tell me about the vision of South 40. Uh, we, we'll talk about the location because I think the location is interesting, and I've got a little bit of insight on the location as we go into that. But so you see that you know you're going to have your own practice and you're working towards that. Tell me how South yeah. 40 comes to be. Yeah, so um, it was about that time, you know, working in Madisonville, where, you know, I, you know, I've I've had a business before. I had, you know, some um, cattle even between the alfalfa and the the um, um, and and going to be an ag teacher, and and then I had a short stint with an with another deal where I was going to uh, raise show pigs. I had all this ag experiences, <laughs> um, but I I love the business part of it, which is not. I mean, you know, I think most veterinarians go into it and they don't know anything about business and not that I was an expert, but I was fortunate to be uh, a business partner with a guy who was really a big businessman. But anyway, so the, the, that idea started while I was working there because I loved it. These cool dogs, these great people, they bring me their pets and, and, and then some really nice horses. You know, one of the, one of the guys I worked for in Madisonville was in high school then he won the world last year at wow. team roping wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so anyway just to just that idea i was like you know I, i'd love to own a practice I'd, I'd especially in a small town i'd like to have that impact yeah that my absolutely. vets did that those people around me did the bankers the the community did i want to be a part of that and you know christina decided long that you know before that that you know College Station is it's it's where we're going to be, and yeah. so and so this is the place that we're going to do that. So I started thinking about it then. That practice in Madisonville sold to another guy, so I had to find something else. I went and and worked uh, at another hospital um, here in town, and and um, and 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 that didn't work out. And when that didn't work out, I was really that that was it. You know, I'm I'm uh, you know. One business sold, the other place didn't work out. I, you know, I really probably need to work for myself and yeah. and uh, and and create my own direction. So there again, going back to Dr. Presnell and talking about you know this place and his experience um, being on this end of town. Me and his sons in commercial real estate, and so we actually put earnest money on a on a piece right down the road um, here um, by the fire station. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And, and had our due diligence period and did, you know, and it was, I don't know, I'm kind of, I guess I'm really a nerd, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I championed that. I think that was, you know, I kind of got into that and what, you know, all the environmental studies and all this stuff. And I'd always thought um, that it was going to be here. So yeah. my wife and I live south of, of Highway 40. 
we're going to name it South 40 Veterinary Hospital. I incorporated yeah. it, um, uh, had um, uh, Derek Moore um, did my, my incorporation uh, my documents for, for the, uh, um, for the business, the first one. And, uh, and, and that was it. I did a DBA, um, decided I was just going to work out of my truck. And, um, I remember when I left there, I had to have shoulder surgery when that hospital I was working at here north of town didn't work out. I had to have shoulder surgery. And, and, uh, so I was a one armed <laughs> veterinarian and I'm created South 40 equine. So here we go again. <laughs> what's, what's crazy about, so the location, obviously you've put a lot of thought in this place. I mean, oh, yeah. this was one of those deals. Like I watched it go from ground up. So along with a lot of people, if you're in South college station, or if you travel through South college station over here, everybody got to see this thing go bones up. And so I remember it getting cleared and everything going up on them. Like the first thing that caught me was the structure. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at it like, that thing's got an angle to it. Like, you know, it's sloping off the back and everything. And you start, you know, like anything else, as soon as something gets cleared in town. And of course now, you know, everybody can go to the internet, but you know, everybody's yeah. like, what's, what's going on over there? What, what's coming <laughs> in there? And, so, oh, the message boards are going. Oh crazy. my gosh, man! Like you, all you gotta do is just clear a plot of land, and you're—it's a Costco all of a sudden, you know. That's right. it's, it's crazy how everybody like figures yeah. these things out, and they're all in front of it, right? They start calling all the realtor friends and everything else. Yeah. So I see it go up. A beautiful location, you know. A lot of thought put into it. I mean, we're in your we're in your conference room today, kind of doing podcast on site here, and. You walk into this place, it's much bigger than it appears on the outside. Just again, thought process of putting it together. The biggest thing that I saw in coming in, and one of the things I want to talk about is kind of the services that you guys offer. It's obvious that we offer veterinary services here on site, but then you come to it, you guys do boarding, you do grooming, yeah. you do a playtime like dog's daycare. day out. Yeah, yeah. D- dog's daycare or something that you have in here. But then you guys also took it a step further than that. And I know when you and I were talking, we were talking about the boarding piece. You guys offer cameras here where people can, you know, pay to check in on their dogs and oh, yeah. you'll know, be able to watch them to make sure, you know, some people, man, I mean, I, I'm in that camp, that group before I have a daughter, my dogs were my kids, you know, and no so doubt. for a lot of people, man, that's their, it's an extension of their family. It's another little family member with four legs yeah. or, you know, two legs and three legs. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know, it depends on how long that dog's been around, I guess. But, you know, they, you have the opportunity to bring them in here. You have a staff then that surrounds you that comes in, takes care of those animals day and night. We were talking about before we got started in here, you got a little room off to the side with a bed in it. And I was like, man. Like every time I drive by here, you're here. I mean, your truck is here every time I drive <laughs> I've by. I've never here. slept in that. Yeah, bed, that's what, that. that was the first thing I thought. I was like, Ryan's got him a bed up here. Yeah, like, the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, if Christina kicks you out. You got a place to go there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you have guys that come here that are taking yeah. care of animals that may need to stay or may need to check in on somebody late or whatever. Um, but man, I mean, it's obvious in how you dive into the practice here from ground up from the amount of of thought that you put into building it i'm sure christina probably helped with that as well too to to how you operate your location here so being that every time i drive by here because i've got you know my brother-in-law lives over here in pebble creek so we constantly go by here and every time i drive by here truck is here 
And then we were talking about like how much time you spend up here and all of that kind of stuff. And while that's a, a true commitment to what it is that you want, you know, potential customers and clients to be able to experience, it's that ability that you're also just right here across the road. I mean, you're not, you know, knee deep across town, you're not outside of town, so you can be here quickly. And I know that there's been those moments that you overcommit, really. I mean, it's it's the idea that I know how important these animals are to, you know, to the clients that come and trust us with it. And then I want to make sure that I extend that to those clients so that they understand I'm in, I'm invested in your animal just like you're invested. Yeah, it's important to us. I mean, that, that's it. You know, the those those, I mean, my my third son is four legged, <laughs> and and uh, I, uh, you know, you're you're you you've hit it. There's no doubt that that uh, making it a priority is easy though. I you know it just it goes back to doing what you love. Oh you yeah. Know? I I tell people truly, I get paid to play with animals, and when you know you're talking about the thought of this place and 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 whatnot, I I I did. You know this this location is what I wanted. I wanted originally, even when we put money on that, the, the, the place down the road, this was the one I wanted. I just, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And, um, and, and not that it, 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 uh, it just, I don't know why, but one day I decided I'm going to call this guy who was on the sign and I'm going to see really what it is. Cause it's, you know, now we're, we're, you know, this was 2014 Yeah. and that deal didn't work out down there. And I've looked at 15 different places with, you know, a hundred good ones group and, and they took us all over to look at, you know, different places. And I just didn't like any of them. This is the place I like. Yeah. And again, I got lucky. The guy said, you know, I think he'll take less. Hmm. Well, there's a huge encumbrance on this place uh, that another buddy of mine knew about. <laughs> and anyway, I, long story short, I used it in my advantage and, and I was able to purchase the property. So we did that in, 2015 and then fast forwarding you were talking about being involved yeah you know i wanted a place where where you know people didn't have to worry about the dog's care right you know i wanted a place that that um you know that my dog i i just turn it loose and i know the staff is going to give it you know pamper it and do whatnot and then the other part of being a horse doctor is you know, I've had a, I've been kicked and had a leg broken. I've, I've, I've broken my wrist doing something else that was dumb, <laughs> snowboarding. But I don't mention that around my wife. Uh, but uh, anyway, but I, I, you know, you have these injuries, and and they always say you're one kick away from not being able to do anything. Well, yeah. so what is the retirement plan? Well, man, if I could, when I retire, if I could sit up in a boarding facility and just throw balls to dogs <laughs> and pet dogs and love on dogs when their owners aren't there, yeah. truly. I'd do that. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. I mean, what? Come on, because they're always happy to see you. Oh yeah. I mean, my kids are getting old enough now. They're like, I don't even get hugs anymore. It's like, <laughs> uh, dad's home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But so, so creating that and being involved, like you said, from time me and my son, when it rained so much and we were pouring our grain beams, we were out here with trash pumps pumping water out of the ditches. But um, well, what's interesting is, is, is so some of the places and I'm not going to knock any place here in town, but let's just, you know, if you do your due diligence where you're going to board a dog at or whatever, in a lot of places there may be the vet part of it may be, 
you know, nice, clean, organized, you know, presentable because that's where your customers are walking yeah. in at. The boarding spot is kind of the spot that's out of sight, out of mind. And so right. for some of those, unfortunately, there's not as much invested into that or even thought process invested into that, you know, into what those dogs, the conditions that they're sitting in, you know, what's yeah. being expected. You know, when we take our, you know, when we take our dog and board our dog up, we're constantly kind of asking like, you know, walk me through like how many times a day is my dog going to get walked and you know i don't well, I, you know i don't want somebody just to roll in throw some food in there and roll a ball into the cage and go hey, see you later i'm out you know so and i never wanted to be like anyone else i i you know especially with the boarding thing it's so personal it is you know um i i wanted when when we designed this place you know we were at architect studios and brian those guys i'll never forget we had it all laid out it was one story <laughs> and and my mom said Ryan and she had been boarding her dog in Austin you know where she lived in Austin in Round Rock I shouldn't say Austin um, she lived in Round Rock for a while and she boarded her dog when she'd go places and and she's like you really need to get a boarding facility um, I think it'd be important to have a veterinarian there on staff <laughs> you know I mean to watch the dog because what if something happens yeah. overnight and I said oh well, we, we can do that well I remember going to Mike Reger and saying hey Mike we're going up a story. <laughs> so, so, so we went from this steel, and so all of a sudden it changed construct, yeah. steel frame, yeah. you know, everything. So, so what we wanted different was a place that was like their own room, like a hotel room. Yeah. So, so every suite is individually ventilated. Um, they're all separate from a disease control standpoint. If you don't have them separated like we do from with a cinder block wall, whatever that dog next door has it might even if the drains come through there even so they're not not only are they individually climate controlled they're individually um drained yeah and so so there's so it allows us to clean them better it allows us to keep them better and then you know you talk about how many times walking the dog well when your dog comes here there's there's one thing that they automatically they automatically go home with a bath that's not an extra yeah because when you're in the bahamas with your bride (laughs) and your daughter yeah and you come back you're happy to see your dog, but yeah. they smell like hell. Yeah. No, and you're, you're right. like, no way. So here we bathe them. That's part of the process that before they go home, they at least smell good. And yeah. so, so then walking them, uh, we get here at seven. You'll see me if you come out here at nine o'clock at night. Sometimes you'll see me out walking <laughs> dogs. I mean, that's, we do it like they would at home. First yeah. thing in the morning, last thing before you go to bed. That's, that's what our thing is. And then we play with them throughout the day. And well, and it's so a priority, the, but you know, it's a priority to the person who owns that dog because they always, there's going to be this assumption like it's not going to get taken care of as well as it would if it were at my house. You're trying to find the closest thing, right? You're trying exactly. to find somewhere where it's not just, you know, tuck the dog away and we'll see you in a week. And in that process as well, you guys, you, you were thoughtful enough to look down to do it as like a one-stop place. Like not only are you here and you can board your dog, we can groom your dog while they're here. Oh, if yeah. something happens, yeah. like you said, if something happens to that dog on site here, there's a veterinarian right here that can sit there and yeah. make a phone call real quick. Hey, we want to tell you what's going on. You know, I mean, all that inclusive in one location to where that person can walk away, go take their vacation and not have to worry about, you know, if I take my dog just to a boarding place and something happens to him or her there, then I'm somebody else may have to pick them up and take them to a vet, you know? So it's all in one location. So the thoughtfulness of what you put into building over here at South 40 vet is, is 
really conducive to when people are bringing their animals here, they get to experience that. And it's probably something unique. I'm not saying nobody in town does it, but definitely the process that you put behind it and the thought process that you wanted, you know, I want it to be like this is extended when those, they pick up their animal, their animal's happy. They're sitting there going, wow, you know, my animal had a great experience, came home, crashed out, obviously is getting run, you know, and and played with and everything. You know, so it's it's the insight for that animal owner to be looking at that as well too. That then that confidence is built to just go. This is my place. This is my dog's home from uh, my home away from home, so to say. And uh, you know, and it, and it all starts. It all feeds off of each other. It all starts with you know passion. Obviously, you I I, I am blessed to do this. Yeah. And you know, so we so that that boarding facility that the rehab was just a a natural offshoot of that. You Absolutely. know, having the underwater treadmill to unweight those dogs that have an orthopedic injury and trying to get them back into usefulness yeah. you know i don't i'm sure you figured out working out i mean we're you remember the days when you could do all the sit-ups oh yeah, yeah. and then we way, get into that back in that the place and we're like <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know what happened to my yeah. core and yeah. <laughs> i look over at my wife and she's cranking it out and i'm going Dang. I know. They're just built to have more core well, strength, but that's just, what we do in they our make rehab. It, they make it worse on you because then they put everybody's <laughs> numbers right on a board yeah, for everybody right. to be able to see. Like you're gonna, I remember one time, I think uh, I think I think Allison came over and go, how you doing? I go, man, I, I'm dying over here. She's looking at the board. She's like, oh, you're still in the blue. I don't think you're dying that much. Like, I don't think it's reading great. right. <laughs> yeah, like this thing must be broken. That's right. So I, I want to talk about two more things real quick, and I know we're trying to wrap this up for you so you can get back to work. So – the, the one thing, uh, customer service and the emotional attachment that get, kind of gets involved with all of this. You know, when when a person finds their vet, when they find their clinic that they're, that, that again, kind of like that home away from home, it's the ability for people to see the interaction from the tech to the vet to anybody that handles that dog. And even the idea that if I bring my dog time in time out for all of the the vaccinations for all the care and everything else you know you walk into a a a veterinary clinic what you'd like to see is somebody you know my dog's name is benji right i have three dogs but the one that probably is going to spend most time (laughs) at the vet's going to be benji but you you walk up in there and you want people to go oh hey benji you know like it's almost like again like somebody remembering your kid or remembering you when you walk into a place that it becomes personal and so as you see dogs time and time, we're talking about a dog that's been boarded with you for 70 plus days yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they awesome. almost, they almost kind of become your own little extension of a family as well, too. The emotional attachment for these animals and for your people that are working around here, because each of these animals, if you own a dog or a cat or whatever, you know that, I mean, they just have their own personalities, right? Yeah. And that bleeds off into people who meet those animals for the first time, even at a vet clinic, grooming, boarding, whatever. And they get an opportunity to learn the little the little kinks of you know that animal you know are they are they mild temperament are they wound tight you know they get to see <laughs> yeah. all of these things, but the idea that your staff is building this 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 plan that when people come in they get to know the owners they get to know the animal and then as that owner comes in for repeat times that the, they know the animal by name and that puts again that puts your customer your client at at 
you know, this low level of stress that they know that they can just bring them in. They're in good hands with you and they'll pick them up when they're done. And you guys, again, have done a great job of doing that. I was telling you about, you know, my cousin used your services yeah. and, and was just raving, you know, right. raving literally about the services that he'd received here. And he's, he's had dogs his whole life. You know, he's gone to multiple vets and he's like, dude, man, Ryan is awesome, man. Like his people are awesome. So your staff and everybody else that, that is living the dream that you want to see worked out here at South 40 is becoming a day in day out routine for these guys. And they're, they're rising up to the standards that you guys have set for your business in saying all that and the emotional attachments that get, you know, that you develop with these animals and everything you tend to walk animals in some cases you've seen animals from man when they were puppies all the way to the point where you got to help them transition yeah and so and i know it's tough it's tough on owners obviously but to know you know we had we had two dogs one of them was our first dog we had and those man let me tell you one thing about being a lyle dog is they have long lives (laughs) 18 years both of those dogs made it and uh and we had a vet that had to help us transition those dogs. And it was a tough transition for that. But it's also the idea that, you know, when you're dialed in as a, a vet tech, when you're dialed in as an intern, when you're dialed in as a veterinarian, that you know, you know, how hard that is. And the sympathy and the the connection point back to those clients and they're knowing that it's a family member, right? Yeah. Like that you have to kind of work them through that process that there's no good words, there's no good way to do it, but you want that experience to be, that transition to be uh, as painless. I mean, I don't know of a good word to put no, to it. No, that's it. You know, you know I, I, I tell people all the time when we start that process is that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's I, you know, everybody talks about how, how do you want to go? Yeah. What's the answer? In our sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's right. So, so, um, you know, anxiety-free, you know, you imagine yourself dreaming about something cool, uh, childhood memory or something. And, you know, so I, I, we, we do, we, we engineer, we, we build those, that experience, that part of transition to take away their anxiety. So it's a class of drugs that we use to do that. And then, and then we use morphine derivatives to take away all their pain. Yeah. And then... And then we, um, you know, it's a, the, the next step is, um, um, a, a general anesthetic, you know? And so, so they t- really, you know, flowers and bunnies and, you know, drift off to sleep and, yeah. and, and that's, man, but you're right. I mean, that is, it's tough. It, everyone is tough. It yeah. never gets easier. No. Um, and, and, uh, and it's tough, especially, you know, because really, you know, I, I'm in the people business. I, I, uh, I, you know, I get to play with animals, but I, you know, it's the, I mean, just the other day I had, I had a guy in here and spent his, you know, whole career, you know, and, and had experienced some tough things based upon what he had done. And, and it was time to put down his cat and he himself had terminal cancer. And Mm. I tell you what, I, you know, some of them just stick you know, it's hard to forget, but, sure. but, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to help people yeah. with that. And, and, uh, and, and that's, um, you know, I, 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 you know, like everybody, I went through vets. So I'm going to save all of them. Oh yeah. I'm going to cure everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, um, 
it's a yeah that's a that's a tough tough thing and and again so personal but like you said the the whole thing is personal and that's what we've done here you know we're not we're not a team yeah we're your team yeah nice you know and uh and i i uh i i want you know i want people that come in here to know that you know whether they're doing grooming or or boarding or whatnot you know the we're here after hours too yeah. you know we're we're not gonna you know there's some certain things that yes we'll send you for referral because specialist care is important absolutely no doubt about it you know stay in your lane you know so um but but you know after hours we're gonna answer the phone and, and we're, we're gonna help you yeah. you know and so so um uh that's the that's the you know that that's the message i guess that we uh we we want to deliver here and the and the one thing that we won't always want to go back to is that we're your team yeah it gets lost in the backside too i think my my daughter you know we have disney plus and she had gotten hooked <laughs> into what was it dr k and, and dr pole they've got these veterinary these veterinary series oh, yeah. that are yeah. out there and we'd watch this and and i can remember watching i think it was dr k and uh and she had i don't remember all these people's names she had an intern that was working with her that was getting ready to start her own practice and i can remember her she didn't save one and and the emotional breakdown that happened just behind a wall away from the client you know and just like okay i suck this up i gotta you know call them and tell them what what's happened and everything and it and to me watching that with my daughter is my first insight to really kind of seeing the behind the scenes of, you know, a lot of the times by the time you have to pass along that information or you got to meet face to face, you kind of, you kind of already worked through all of that. And, and now it's, I've got to, I've got to be strong here for this point. I don't necessarily want to be walled up and not, and be cold in the process, yeah. but you know, I, I owe it to, I owe it to this client to be able to explain exactly what happened what all we did, what all we tried. And then, to know that that's repeated, you know, it's like you said, you want to save all of them. You want to do everything you can give them the best care and everything else, but it's just not possible. It's just not what happens. And so seeing the toll that it took on those folks and then realizing and, and giving some grace really to your, your vet techs and, and veterinarians and interns that are out there just to know, man, that, I mean, this is something that, they got to deal with every day, you know, every day you come to work and, and while you save the ones and it makes a lot of that really worth it and watching the dog wag his tail as he goes back to his owner and everything else, it's still tough to deal in that backside end when those things don't work out the way everybody wants them to. And, uh, and so that transitioning part of it and knowing the impact that that has on, on your team, uh, even at the vet clinic, I think a lot of folks would be, probably impressed really quite honestly to see the amount of emotional investment that even is put into your animal when it comes here, because they're all trying to build a relationship every single time that animal's showing up. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it, it is, it is amazing. It's nothing short of amazing. I, uh, um, I had a, I had a, um, I had a friend who uh, was diagnosed with terminal cancer recently and um, and I and again I'm this um, goes to back to faith and you know and and um, I uh, he comes to me and he and his daughter's fifteen and he knew he probably wouldn't walk her down the aisle and uh, but but their dog Rika you know had a terrible terrible disease 
And I, he brought her to me. She was flat. She couldn't even walk. I had to carry her in. Mm. And it was, anyway, the long story short, um, well, we figured out that she her, her kidneys were shot. I'd never seen, I mean, I'd never seen values like that. Um, uh, that I didn't think it would, I could, it could come back. And so to call a guy and tell him, Hey, you know, we're, we're this is not survivable. We're right. not going to be able to do this for you. Um, and knowing what was, they're already facing. Tough. Yeah. The dog was not eaten and, yeah. and he was going through all this and, you know, it was just four months. That's, they told him four months, you have four months Wow. and here, here's your dog. Um, that's, you know, Ryan, I need you to do this for me. And like I said, a really good friend. So, so I'll never forget that dog was not eating. One of our staff just offered her lunch to it, and Reka <laughs> just took it. And and it, I'm talking about blood values that were terrible. And the next morning when I took them, they were absolutely normal. Wow. I didn't think they were recoverable. I mean, we were doing everything we could, but I thought, for no, this is not going to. And I even had the difficult conversation with him. Mm. And told him that, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And, and all he said was, "You just got it." And I said, "All right, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pray for Rika tonight." And uh, that next morning, whenever that blood was normal, I called him and I was like, "Robin, mm. Rika's coming home." And um, the. What he, what he said to the the staff, the the girl who <laughs> gave up her sandwich, she bought her like a Christopher's or some, I don't know, some uh, fancy restaurant uh, uh, um, gift card and, mm. and said, here, this is what you get. And, and uh, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's touching. It's, um, it's tough, but it's, it's, you know, too, that it's not just you working. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm pretty sure I know who you're referring to because I think he's a mutual friend of ours as well, too. So, um, well, that kind of leads me in the segue because we need to wrap you up because I know you got to yeah. get back to work here. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, the one thing that uh, that I was thinking about when we were talking about where you built and you listening to your entire career kind of move its way, have people move their way into your life to redirect you and, and to be a, a mentor, a guide, uh, a cheerleader, and all of these other things. You come, you make this decision to purchase here on the corner. And we were talking before we sat down just about how blessed you've been in, in this whole in this whole realm, how everything has taken off. And then I think in terms of like you were building here, purchase the place before anything was ever talked about for the midtown development and everything else. And I'm thinking about what's coming down the road, literally down this road that you're on. I had you no know, idea. With, yeah. With what James Murr and his team over there and the partners are doing to, to build that development. And again, you just look at God placing his hand on you, your family, yeah. your staff, your business. It's just amazing to watch it take place and to transpire. And so it's nothing short of the idea that there would be miracles that you probably see, not just with Arika, but I mean in other in other avenues of what you're doing. But even on top of your own business, that God has His hand over your business and is just blessing you. Oh, for sure. You know, tenfold over with everything that it's almost kind of like a, if you build it, I'll bring it to I'll bring them yeah. to you. You know, and yeah. so it's pretty amazing to watch that happen and then watch everything 
working its way around your business now starting to develop that's just going to bring a bigger need more people here to this yeah. side of town the bigger yeah. growth we know that midtown probably at some point will be the center of college station the way everything's continuing to move i hear that it's crazy to even think about it yeah yeah i mean being so, here since 94 and thinking <laughs> what this place looked like then oh yeah that yeah. you actually had a brian and a college station <laughs> yeah. and you can see the separation yeah. there yeah yeah i mean it's unbelievable to watch what's happening here and i'm just so proud of you and your family and your staff here you did i mean you do a great job of just bringing the service you know service side of it here to the brian college station area but not just that man i mean god's rewarded you because you're great people god's rewarded you because you're here not for the purpose of you know, let me make money and let me do all this and run my own business and everything else. You're here for the purpose of, of bridging, you know, you're bridging a, a need, you know, so as people look to this side of town, you look for vets on this side of town, there's not, you know, you got to go out this way. You got to go back up this direction. I mean, so, you know, you're fitting a need and then also showing a, you're showing a characteristic in, in not just in what you bring forward, but what your staff and your team bring forward that people are gravitating towards, that they want to bring their animals here to be a, a part of this family. They want your team to be their team. You know, So I'm just grateful to know you. Uh, I'm grateful that our paths have crossed and get an opportunity to sit down with you. And let me tell you, I mean, if you're in the market, whether or not it's that, you know, you're out there and maybe you've had a vet for a while and you're not real sure, you maybe feel a little disconnect or whatever, and you're looking to for an opportunity to try another veterinary clinic, or maybe you're the recipient of a brand new puppy, cat, whatever, <laughs> and you got to get that sucker in here to get all of the the get it checked over, get it shots and everything else, and you're not real sure where to land, we want to encourage you to come over here to South 40 Veterinary Clinic uh, right here at Midtown and Highway 40. I, I, I think I referred to it as Fitch. I still call it Fitch, but yeah, we'll, call it, we'll, Fitch. we'll call it 40. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and to come see Dr. Ryan Lee and his staff over here, an amazing amount of people that are, that are joining his group, that are continuing to pour into the people who show up here and, and to show the value that they bring into their family of four-legged animals two-legged animals three-legged animals whatever it looks like <laughs> and not. uh and so we definitely <laughs> want to encourage you guys to 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 check him out he's a great person great family great staff that he's got around him so you guys can come over here and find them right here on the corner of midtown and south 40 uh or you can look them up at 40 that's 40 vet.com that's their website or you can reach them here at 979-977-0711. And Ryan, man, thank you for taking time out oh, of your busy you. day. I'm so grateful that we were able to pull this thing yeah. off and get this thing done. And wish nothing but the best for you. I know God has huge plans for you in this place. And I, I just look forward to seeing what's going to happen next, man. Oh, Every time I turn around, excited. something else happens. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what plans he's got for you, man. So yeah. good luck to you and your team, brother. And if there's anything you, you need from us, please let us know. We're yeah. just grateful to be partners with yeah. you guys. Heck yeah. And uh, and we love uh, we love what you're doing over here in South College yeah, Station. Thank you, thank you a lot. I really appreciate it, and uh, appreciate this community and everybody. It's been no, no, nothing short of a blessing, and and uh, appreciate your time today. Man, we're glad you're here, brother. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later.